Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ron and Anian. Ron, why don't you just treat the symptom? Well, because I, it's not that I don't treat the symptom, but I look at the conditions. All right, the conditions create the symptom. I like big cars, like one that's sitting in my grandpa's yard. The car doctor. Was that cap off when you took it apart? Before we started, yeah. The, okay. the line was there was a line to it. It was broken. It was open. All right. So where's that line now? You just got to kind of hang it out in space. No, I took it off because I couldn't find the other end to it. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Well, according to the ever-indubitable Mr. Ray, we got a lot of calls this hour, so let's get the garage doors wide open. Let's go to Joe in Iowa, 12F350, a return call, intermittent, no crank. Joe, what have you done to this truck so far? Bring us up to date. Okay, so I just kind of, it's my kid's truck. It's a spare truck. Um, so I just kind of work on it every now and then. <laughs> and uh, so I can't remember, I mean, I... The, it won't crank. It's intermittent. Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. I check, you know, uh, power at the S terminal. The small, you know, positive wire starter. They don't have any voltage there. And um, I checked, uh, like, the, you know, one of the first things I went to the ignition switch, and you kind of told me which wire it was. The blue white coming out of the switch, and I checked for power. I didn't check for voltage, but I checked for a light. 
I had a test light, and I had a test light after you turned the crank position, so I did have power through the switch. Um, and then I went to the relay box, and, of course, I checked fuses in two, two but um, the relays, I pulled a couple of the relays out, and I bought a new relay. I hope I got the right one. Um, and I popped the new one in the, on the start, and it's a 101, if that rings a bell to you, on the starting circuit. All right, well, here and we are. I'll tell you what, Joe, back up Pardon? a second. I get nervous using okay. test lights on cars with computers, so put the test light away. Do you have a voltmeter? <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. So... Okay, so I, I could go back and check that through the start uh, switch. I suppose you're supposed to have 12, 12 and a half volts, I'm thinking, well, maybe through the switch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You should have battery voltage at the switch. Oh. So, But more importantly, okay. more importantly, what I had mm-hmm. said was if you go to the ignition switch, there's going to be a green-red coming down to pin 4 of the ignition switch. We're looking for bol- voltage there. We want to make sure a fuse 28 is good all the time. And then we want to see on the outbound side of the ignition switch we should have a blue-white. That blue-white feeds the body computer and the PCM. That tells both the body computer and the PCM, hey, Joe's trying to start the truck. If, you, if you've if you got the right two wires and you jumper green-red to the blue-white and the truck cranks after you've checked your voltage, you've got a bad ignition switch. Or the linkage of the steering column is binding somehow, not fully engaging the switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so with you know with it, um, yeah. Of course, I like I said, I just had a test light, and I put in the crank position with the test light. There's still there's still power up to to the starter. I mean, there's still everything's still the same up to the starter itself. So if I would have had twelve and a half volts, it should have well cranked. If there's no other problems there, but I'm. Do so, you know why? Do you I know why? Little, well, here, Joe. Mm-hmm. Do you know why the voltmeter is so critical? Yeah, I could, I could have a, I could have lower voltage here at that right. switch and still can have your, a test light. Can your out. eye, can your eye see ten volts or eleven volts? Can your eye adjust for the difference? <laughs> no, definitely not. The, com- the computer can trust me. It needs to see voltage. So put the put the voltmeter, put the test light away with when it comes to computer cars. There's also other issues where doing certain tests with mm-hmm. test lights, you can create draw problems and fry computers and. I don't want to go into that whole Michigas, but let's just say we've. I put my test lights away twenty years ago, and I very rarely use them today. Um, so okay. let's 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 go on the assumption that, which is a dangerous word, that you know it's not a bad ignition switch. All right, go, going into the battery junction box, you've got a white violet wire coming out of the PCM that feeds twelve volts to the starter relay. And you've got a yellow, which is the ground signal out of the PCM, provided it sees proper connection or proper signal from the ignition switch on the blue-white. All right? Then the next thing that happens is once it grounds grounds the yellow, the relay then closes and you put 12 volts down to brown-green going to the uh, starter solenoid and it cranks. It's as simple as that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, I checked the, well, I did, I did check the relays and I popped a new one in if it's the right one. He told me it was the right one and, uh, it didn't make a difference and I, it still wouldn't crank it. And I, um, and that's just a start relay. And then I, I switched the start relay 
to a run-start relay. They're both the same relays, and I switched them back and forth, and it didn't make any difference. Right. And of course, I tried the other, you know, the new new relay also in that um, that new relay in the in the run-start position. Do you need both of them, run-start relay and the start relay, to work to, to crank that engine? I don't know that there's a start relay on this engine, Joe. Is this a diesel or a gas? It's a gas, but I know some of the relays are marked. Some are marked run slash start, and this other one, the 101, is just, just marked start. To my, and I don't to, quite understand. To, to my right, well, this is where I would get out a wiring diagram and break down the circuit. To my knowledge, there's only one start relay, and it's going to feed. This is a simple four-wire relay, Joe. All right. Mm-hmm. So do yourself, do, do, yeah, do yourself a favor. Let's start over. Let's get a voltmeter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's measure voltage. Okay. okay. Then let's go look for the. St- then let's let's identify the starter relay to make sure we're on the right one. And I never I mm-hmm. never trust under the hood covers. You want to ask me why? Oh. Ask me why. They've been wrong before. Yeah. Ask me, ask, ask me about the car that okay. was in the accident and somebody put the wrong cover on. I'm not saying this is your case, but been there, uh-huh. done that. This is why, you know, when you guys hear me talk about how I spend 20, 25 minutes doing research on the average problem, sometimes up to an hour, before I even touch the car, uh-huh. this is why. I don't trust the car unless I have to because the car is broken. I don't want to believe it. You know, it's it's, and uh-huh. I'll usually knock my diagnosis out. I'm not embarrassed to say it right the first time, every time. And that's not brag. That's just fact. Just because I do my research, you got to do your research. Um, you're, you're, hop, you're, yeah. play, you're playing mm-hmm. hopscotch here. You're all over the place. So get a voltmeter, start mm-hmm. over, follow a wiring diagram. If you need a wiring diagram, you send me an email, ron at cardoctorshow.com, and I'll be glad to send you what I got. Uh, I'm sure I've got something in the files. Okay. But the other the other side of this is this may come down to where a scan tool would come in handy because you can likely see uh, crank request, run request, and so on via scan tool, and that will help save you time because that will tell you what the PCM or the powertrain control module is actually seeing as part of its operation and function. So what scan tool did you have, or did you have one? I don't have a scan tool. Okay. Well, no, you gotta, I, like, you gotta, I should buy one. Well, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. If you're going to go this deep, you got a digital, you got a decent digital volt ohm meter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got some things to do. I got, so I got a, yeah, I got a question. So, um, you know, what I did do, because I switched around the relays, and of course I cleaned up a bunch of grounds, too, on the body up in the engine compartment. I didn't know. I thought, well, maybe it could be a bad ground and stuff. I got more to clean up. I, I know there's a body to frame ground, and there's a, one coming off the, off the starter going to the frame as well. But... um but I could probably clean those up. But um, what was I going to say, Joe? What did you I... have did you have power on the solenoid feed going down to the starter? That power going down to the solenoid feed. Yeah, I mean the the big positive I do have. No, do not have the, big the, the big positive. The solenoid, the small gauge, the smaller gauge, <laughs> the smaller gauge solenoid wire, Joe. The wire that the wire that no. energized you. You didn't have power there, correct? No, I, that no, that's because that's one of the first things I checked. Right. I didn't, if I you have didn't, no, no, no electricity. Joe, if you don't, if you didn't have power there, and you were, where was your, mm-hmm. where was, where was your negative meter, or were you using the test light again? No, I had a voltmeter on that. Okay. I went to positive, 
positive to the S term. I guess it's called S terminal. It's called right. positive wire. And then I went to ground. I tried to, you know, I went on the frame and then I went on no. the ground wire as well. Ground mm-hmm. at the ground at the battery, Joe. Ground ground at the battery. You know why we do ground at so the I battery? Do you know why we do ground at the battery? I'm going to hold your feet to the fire on this. Do you know why we do ground at the battery? Because you eliminate all the the bad grounds, right? Between, maybe right. And the first thing, the first so thing, and the first step in any electrical diagnosis. I don't care if it's a no crank, the wipers don't turn on, the interior lights don't turn on. You know what the first step I do on any diagnosis electrical? I put my meter across the battery and I measure the battery standing voltage. I'm not saying yours is bad. I'm just saying that's the first step mm-hmm. I do. All right. And then I'll take the yeah. ground lead. Then I'll take the ground lead off and connect it to the engine block and mm-hmm. read my positive battery voltage at the battery and make sure I get the same thing. And if I don't, I start to question my grounds. Right? Okay. So I just I, gonna, yeah. I could go there, but you know, you're looking at starter ground, chassis ground, engine block ground. You don't have power on the single wire coming down to energize the starter. If you don't have power there, and if you truly don't have power there, I care about mm-hmm. the other grounds, but I don't care about the other grounds. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. t- so I need to get a long, wire, a long wire and go put a clamp on and go to my negative terminal on the battery and then... And then check on on the side of the voltmeter, negative side of the voltmeter, and right. check. Well, and yeah. then check that S terminal. How long? How long mm-hmm. are the How long are the leads on your voltmeter, Joe? Oh, I don't know. They're they're probably you know thirty inches or twenty four inches okay. or something. So they're probably long enough. So the meter the meter oh. is you know if the meter is in between, that's a four foot spread, four feet from the battery. Mm-hmm. That should be enough, right? Well, if I took the wire off that S terminal or something and stretch it back or something. Uh, I bet you you could dangle that harness down around the side. Listen, shoot me an email. Let me shoot you a volt. Let me shoot you a wiring diagram. Get your tools squared away and start over. I think you're all over the place, Joe. I I appreciate what you're doing, but I want to get you back on the straight and narrow, and I want you to get using voltage, not a test light. All right? 855-560-9900. The car doctor's coming back right after this. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's more fun than listening to Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. Hey, let's get on over and let's talk to Larry in Florida. Larry, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help? Oh, uh, terrific to speak with you, Ron. You always have given us phenomenal advice, and kudos always to Tom. Thank you, sir. Uh, Just real quick, uh, we have a 2000 Chevrolet Suburban we're very fond of, and on driving on one of the interstates here, a rock hit the windshield, and the next day there was a crack that's kept growing. And I was disappointed to find out through our dealer connections here that they just can't get the OEM replacement glass. And apparently the dealers don't do the work anymore. They sub it out. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you might do with customers in your shop, even if you don't do glass repair, obviously. But specifically, I was surprised. I, In the past, with air-cooled Volkswagens, I always was able to get really good windshield glass at salvage yards. But you don't see uh, anyone salvaging these windshields anymore, I think because they're glued in. And I didn't know if we got a salvage one, if the glue would have to be removed and people wouldn't want to install it. I think all of that is true. I, I believe that to be true. You know, you don't see salvage glass anymore. I haven't seen salvage glass in probably 25 or 30 years. It just seems to have, it, it just, it's died off. And a lot of it has to do with when shields are now held in, they are glued in. So getting them out is more difficult. They'd have to be cut and trimmed and uh, you know, the issue becomes you're dealing with a 2000, so it's a 23-year-old piece of glass. Glass will become brittle. It starts to separate, you know, the safety glass. You know, you'll see the edges where they start to bubble, and, you know, that's a concern. So what would I do? Um, yes, you're right. We don't do glass in-house, per se, anymore. None of the repair shops around us do. I think glass has become a very specialized thing over the last 20 years, where I'll say longer than that. I don't think we've done glass... The last windshield I remember doing was for a 78 Bonneville back in the 80s um, for somebody. And, you know, it's such a long time ago. You know, we, we had the, you know, the trim removal tools. and But it, it just evolved into its own own phase. It's, it's, just, it's just a totally different thing nowadays. Uh, what would I do for a 2000? Um, number one, if I couldn't find a glass from the dealer, which I didn't think I would, I would I, I trust my glass guy. 
all right, was the way I would have to say it. I would talk to Chris and say, Chris, I've got this 2000, you know, what are you going to put in it? And he'd find me a good piece of glass, but that's about, yeah, it's a unique relationship. Okay. Cause you know, like I always say, auto repair is about the relationship between the mechanic and the vendors, between the mechanic and the customer. It's, it's, it's all about the, the relationship between people. What does a person like you that's walking into a dealership do? You know, I would I would talk to the local body shop and say, hey, I've got a 2000 Suburban. Who are you using for glass? And what brand is it? And have you had any problems? There's cheap glass out there. There's good glass out there. All right. And then when you find somebody that says, hey, I can get you a windshield for my your 2000 Suburban, ask him how old it is. All right. Although I think a 2000 I think that's the same piece of glass through model year 2007. I don't think there's a lot of variation or change in it. All right. I think, for example, your 2000 and my 2004 is the same piece of glass. So if I was looking for a windshield for my Suburban, you know, I would ask my, what what, what do you like, Chris, who happens to be my glass guy? And then yeah. how, how old is it? All right. You know, because, and my concern with age is because the glue, the mylar between the, panes of glass dries out over time and that's all you need to do is put it in it's you know six months later it's got an air bubble in it because the the adhesive is letting go um you know that's basically how you're going to do it but don't be afraid because it's not oe glass all right it's there's good quality glass out there you just got to do a little hunting and digging and talking to people and always ask the question if this was your car what would you put in it and see what kind of reaction you would get. you would you re, re, have a bias against anything from China like I do? I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um, I've. You know. Well, let me say it like this: If GM ordered w- replacement windshields for their glass division, whoever it is, and they were getting them out of China built to a GM spec, I wouldn't be as concerned. But the problem is. You know, the, the Chinese replacement parts market is kind of freelance. There's there's no jurisdiction in my mind and in my opinion. I don't see anybody legislating it. I don't see any quality control. It is what it is. You know, uh, once in a while I'll, I'll, I'll break down and I'll let somebody bring me their own part for something that's up, up just, you know, uh, obsolete or unable to get or unable to find, and it'll be a Chinese part. And I do it on the condition that I'm the final judge. They'll bro- they'll walk in, they'll hand me the part. Uh, you know, it won't fit, or it's of such poor quality. We both look at it, and the customer and I, and we both decide, and we throw it in the garbage, and then we go find something made in America or from a different source. So um, you got to do a little legwork here, Larry. I wish I had a better answer for you. But I would start with a body shop and say, hey, what would you replace this with? Because they see a lot of glass replacement, more so than the dealers, I think. Call me if you need more. I'm Ron and Eating the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. Ronnie and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Let's go to John in Mississippi. John, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, I was wondering, uh, if you have a car that's probably, you converted to 134 refrigerant about 20 years ago, and you know it's got a slow leak, and you, every year, maybe you add a one can, maybe it'll last two years. At what point do you need to add oil? Ah, good, good question, right? The, 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 the problem becomes, well, the first question I would have is, how are you going to add the oil? Do you have a kit for that? Do they even make a kit for that? I've never seen one. Doesn't mean it's not out there. And then, you know, you're sort of, you see, when you, when you use a machine to recover refrigerant, you'll measure how much oil comes out of the system so that you know how much to put back in. You know, it's just. Well, let me ask you this: as the system loses refrigerant over the years, over time, does it also lose oil? Sure, because the oil is suspended. The oil is hung in suspension in a gaseous state um, with the with the refrigerant. So when it leaks out as a gas, when it boils off as a gas, it will take oil with it over time. So you know, the question here becomes, and, and you know, this is a. I've never gotten a real good answer out of anybody regarding this john and i i appreciate the question because my concern was what if the vehicle came in from another shop and i recovered refrigerant and i got out one ounce of refrigerant for let's for or one ounce of oil so i put an ounce back in and i charge it and i have poor cooling 
How do I know the other shop didn't overoil the system? <laughs> right? Oh. Which is which is well, always can... which is always possible too. Uh, you know, and I've I've seen that. Or how do I know the last three guys didn't, you know, who put the yeast in the cake? Everybody keeps adding oil because everybody keeps recharging uh-huh. a system that's got a different problem, you know? So let's let's talk about it like this. If you add your can, all right, of refrigerant and the system is cold, right? What's your what's your duct temperature? If you put if you put your can in, do you see forty five degrees at the ducts? Well, I, I can feel it's really cold. No. In the past I've can't, done it, but it's can't, it's another can't use your hands. Gotta buy a thermometer. Spend ten bucks. Oh. All right. <laughs> Okay. All right. It's just it's let's let's be let's be sort of scientific about it. Here's here's part okay. of the problem. Okay, you're converting an R12 system to 134. 134 by industry standard calls for it to be 80 per, 80 to 90 percent less of a charge than the R12. All right. So when you charge a 134 converted system, it's a little bit of black magic. You know, you're going to, if it was a two-pound system and you're going to, you know, put the 80% in, so maybe it's 1.6 pounds, but I wouldn't put 1.6 pounds in right away. I'd put in 1.4. How cold does it feel? Well, where's my system pressure? What does the duct temperature read versus the ambient temperature of the day? You know, I love to charge AC on 90-degree days because if I can get it down to 45 degrees based on charge level and I haven't exceeded anything in terms of capacity... I know I'm on track. It's it's much easier to charge. But, you know, I've also got to consider humidity, dew point. You know, there's a bunch of other factors because now I'm kind of playing, I'm playing God with the air conditioning. It was a lot easier when I knew it was an R12 system and I just dumped in two pounds and walked away. All right. So, you know, do you have any sort of pressure gauges or are you just doing this by the can method? Yes. You have gauges. I have a, uh, well, I have a really simple gauge that's on a, one of those trigger styles that you pull, and it's got a gauge that's that. Um, well, but you can you can read system you. you can read system pressure. Mm, yes. Okay. So system pressure at rest in the shade. You know, if it's if it's ninety degrees out, you would read you should read ninety pounds on an R twelve system. A one thirty four, you'll read slightly less. So where do you read? If you read sixty pounds, well, I haven't. Yeah, right. I'm saying, but if, if if you test it, if you read sixty pounds, that okay. sounds that sounds low to me. You know, so you know, add add eight ounces if you can add half a can. All right. Because you're again, you're 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 kind of playing with this a little bit. Uh you know, there's a there's a give and take. Do you know where this has an orifice tube in it, John? Do you know what an orifice is? It's a it's a, cap, it's a cavalier, so it has a uh, what do they call a um Receiver dryer, right, and then it has um, an orifice tube for uh, for for expansion, right. It has the little screen. That that, that it has a it has a you know look up and see what it has for refrigerant uh, cycle. It should have an orifice tube, which is a metered. Its refrigerant metering device is a long thin tube about two inches long with a screen on it, and it's it it boils down to a little pinpoint that allows it to drip drop into the evaporator. All right, find the oh. evaporator. Okay, find the point where the expansion tube sits, which usually uh, on those cars, if I remember right, the orifice tube sat next to the spring coupling uh, down low as it entered the evaporator. All right. If that system is charged correctly on an 85, 90 degree day, 
it'll be real hot on the one side of the orifice tube, and immediately after, that's why you'll you ever start to see frost at one point on the line. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you that that frost point just a little bit back of that is going to be where the orifice tube is. If you look at the if you look at the liquid line just right, you'll see there's dimples in it. Those dimples are holding the orifice tube in place and keeping it from being pushed into the evaporator. And and the reason okay. I tell you all this is because if you look carefully, all right, you'll be warm on the back side of the orifice tube and cold on the other. And you'll notice up to a certain point you're adding refrigerant, you will create a higher volume of refrigerant available under the correct conditions. You can't exceed that where you flood the evaporator. Now it's just got too much refrigerant in it, but you're trying to find that happy balance. That's why you don't want the system overcharged. Okay. Does that make sense? So you, yes. Um, I don't, I wasn't going to put oil in it straight. I was going to, I have a can of, um, uh, AC Pro, what they call first charge. It has some kind of lubricant mixed in with the within with the 134. Right. And uh, I was going to try that. You you can you can the- you you can surely do that. All right. The biggest problem with what you're doing, and I don't I don't fault you. It's an older car, and it's your car. And listen, more power to you, brother. Um, if you brought me that car to the shop, I couldn't hook up to it. The reason is. You know, with 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 a lot of the little cans of refrigerant, there are liquid sealers in there, and you're you're obligated morally, in my opinion, if you take that into a repair shop and they hook a machine up to say, "Hey, I've been using small cans with sealer," and then the shop has to make a decision: do they want to? Because enough sealer gets into a six thousand dollar AC machine, and it's broken. It's a concern. Oh, I've, oh I, I've seen that in the past, the cans with the sealer. But yeah. This one here, it just says, instantly lubricates new compressors and absorbs moisture. Well, if it's AC with Pro, ice. if it's AC Pro, I would double check it because it likely has sealer in it. Oh, All right, sir? Okay. Well, it does say ICE 32. Right. Well, just like okay, I said, I don't... Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You'd be well. 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. Let's go to Dave in Illinois, 14 Patriot. Dave, Ron Ananian at your service, sir. How can I help? Thanks. Uh, it started out with the no throttle. Uh, so we changed the uh, electronic throttle on the floor, and that did nothing. So we went to the throttle body, changed it, and got got it back going. What it does now is it starts out idling about 1,000, 1,100, and when it drops to 600, you can leave and drive it as far as you want to, 40, 50 miles, whatever. As soon as you shut it off, if you restart it right away, it'll run about two blocks and die on you. Okay. Whose parts did you use? Got them from the local auto supply store. Okay. I don't know uh, the brand. Right. I'd be concerned about brand. Number one, number two, there is something called a using a scan tool called an electronic throttle control follower test where the scan tool will activate the throttle body and put it through a self-sweep test to verify and identify is it working correctly. Because it sounds like since the parameters have changed, it went from having one problem to a second problem. It sounds like one or both of your new pieces have a problem, frankly. You know, I huh. I'm I'm very fussy on throttle body stuff, Dave. I got to tell you, you know, OE stuff only. I'm just like that. I haven't seen a lot in the aftermarket that makes me happy. All right, um, and that's just you know maybe I've got blinders on, but I've been down this road. You know, I will use aftermarket stuff where I have to, and I've got to say the few that I've used within six months to a year, that usually comes back and I've got to replace it again because the quality just isn't there. I don't know why. I'm not going to debate it. I'm not going to you know, entertain the, the, the house and the what's. I can just tell you what my experience has been. So, you know, number one, think about the quality of the part. Number two, a scan tool, an ETC follower test, which will help diagnose this. And, you know, number three, you may need a scan tool. You will need a scan tool to to do this. Do you understand how drive-by-wire works? Any inkling? Oh, yeah. Okay. Then, you know, it's critical. Voltage is critical. They've got they've got two throttle position sensors there. One starts out at a half volt. One starts out at 4.7 volts. And they work opposite and backwards of each other. So, um, 
I would venture to guess you could probably. Do you still have the old foot pedal assembly? Yes. Okay. Why don't you put the old foot pedal assembly back in and see if your problem is still the same? And if it is, that tells you that the one you replaced it has absolutely nothing wrong with it, and I'd leave it back in the car. It's the original part. If it does change it, then put the other part back in and put the other throttle body back on. Does the problem go back to being what it was, not what it is? And then you're going to find out, then you're going to find out its parts. Now, there's also a reasonable circumstance where doing a throttle relearn is required, and I would I would hope that you would do that as part of normal parts replacement. But short of it being a throttle relearn, and you can't do an ETC follower test if we're going to throw parts at this, you know, do the old poke and hope. Then I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have to uh, you know go back to OE and and start there. But I would encourage you to do some further testing before you continue to throw money at this car, because I think it's just going to get you further in the hole. 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Name the car doctor. Jeez, what an hour. Um, Brian, Philadelphia, sir. Let's close out with you. How are you today? Ron, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? 
I always say I always enjoy talking to Tom Ray, man. He's a good guy. Yep. Does a great job for you. Yep. Keeps it all together. He's the best. So, Ron, this is the, oh, yeah. So the thing is this, and I I know you've talked about it. I use a fuel injector cleaner. I know you mentioned Berryman's and a few others. Um, is there um, a point where you can use it too often where it could be damaging, or is it safe to use um, often? That's that's what I didn't know. No, I listen, you could use it every fill-up. All right. Can you put can you put too much in at one time? Sure. You're going to cut the you're going to cut and, you know, dispense the the volume of fuel with too much cleaner. It's it's too high a ratio and yeah, then it's you're actually going to affect combustion. You'll actually affect um, the complete combustion process if I can say it like that, make the engine run poorly and create carbon. Uh, because, you know, most most fuel system cleaners, well, I don't think, I'll have to rephrase that. No in-tank additive fuel system cleaners work by themselves as a fuel substitute. All right, you can't run an engine just strictly on fuel system cleaner. I don't know of anybody's that you can. Uh, there are some fuel injector cleaners that are fuel system substitutes or gasoline substitutes because we set up with a machine to run through the rail to run the vehicle on that particular substitute, but we're not adding that to the tank. Reason being, uh, my understanding and the explanation I always get is that it is too caustic and it will affect fuel pump life, rubber gaskets, seals, uh, screens, and so on. So, no. Once every tank full, fine. Once every oil change, sure. Uh, Once a year, what's the point? You know, uh, there's a a delicate balance. Yes, sir. Uh, is there a difference between fuel system cleaner and fuel injector cleaner? Because I always see both product. I always see both names on the various products at the store. Well, you know, everybody calls everything whatever name they think they can get away with to make their marketing work. You know, I would read the can. I've seen things labeled fuel injection cleaner that talks about how it's a pour-in solution into the gas tank. That, to me, is nothing more than a fuel tank additive. And then I've seen fuel injector cleaners that talk specifically what I was just saying about how it has to be connected to the fuel rail and run as part of a fuel system cleaning, a fuel system process where they run it through the rail, disable the fuel pump, it cleans the injectors, it cleans the back of the intake valves, and, you know, it it does a different sort of job. You know, you should get out to the Berryman website. Get out to BerrymanProducts.com. You can read about the differences in the cleaners, but I believe they've got a couple of videos out there that demonstrate the process. But as far as overusing it, no. You can just overuse a fuel system cleaner by putting too much volume in at the tank. Because if you look at the can, it says treats up to 20 gallons or treats up to 16 gallons. So if you put two cans in that each can could treat 20 gallons on a 20-gallon tank, you're cutting down the volume of fuel to cleaner ratio. You're you're you've got too much cleaner in there, and the engine's not going to run efficiently. And you're gonna you're gonna defeat the whole purpose of what you're trying to do. I, I use I, I use the one. It, it's one you know it's one bottle per fill up. Right. You know. Right. It's actually that. But the only right. problem I have with Berryman is that you need a funnel. <laughs> so all right, kiddo. BerrymanProducts.com. They'll they'll fill it out for you. And uh, Brian, always a pleasure, sir. You be well. And um, we'll leave it there. Hey, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. It was a, a wild and woolly hour, I got to tell you. It must be a full moon this week. Some of the calls have me scratching my head what we're trying to fix. You got to follow procedure, guys. You got to use meters, you got to use tools, and you got to stop swapping parts because throwing parts at something doesn't work um, in most of the cases. Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. See ya.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 